Welcome to the local podcast. I'm Clay Berkland, Director of Agricultural Banking with Pioneer Bank and Trust. Uh, my guest today on the local podcast is Holly Stalder, the Executive Director of the Belfouche Economic Development Corporation. Holly, welcome to the local podcast. Thank you, Clay. It's good to be here. I get to have fun and invite some of my friends on these podcasts, and I get the same shocked look on all their faces when we start. <laughs> Deep breathing techniques are beneficial to you as you start. We won't be too hard on you, so uh, we'll start kind of light with you, Holly. Uh, okay. Give me a little bit of idea of your background. Uh, how'd you end up in the position with the EDC? Thank you. Uh, had many years in the media and in all various levels, from management and to sales. Kind of like doing a little bit of everything, so I know the business inside and out. After 21 years, I was looking at things that in places where I could make a difference. And when I saw the economic development position open in Belfouche, I'd always been very interested in serving in that capacity. So I applied, and thankfully they were willing to have me. And seven years ago, that was one of the best decisions I've made. Seven years already, In my wow. career, yeah. It does not seem like it's been that long, but we're both still 35, so. Yeah, that's right. Well, I'm 29 <laughs> years older than me. Yeah, well, Okay. <laughs> Uh, so when you aren't helping drive the economy of Belfouche forward and the Northern Hills area, uh, what occupies the rest of your time? We have, uh, an, uh, well, I won't say an expensive hobby, but definitely a hobby that we enjoy very much with horses. And uh, raising our kids and living in the Black Hills is just the best life you can have. It's where I grew up, was in South Dakota. Love being here, love being in the Black Hills, and that's where we are. So in the seven years you've been there, you've worked with a, several different boards of directors, I assume. Uh, what? How do you find that work? Uh, how do you respond to different people's ideas, opinions, and, and guide that group forward? That's the beauty of a board, when you get all the ideas that come around a table and uh, formulate a plan out of what those ideas are. So it's kind of where the rubber meets the road is we all have great ideas and they get talked about, but if we don't put them into action, nothing ever happens for the community. So so are you more of a coach or a leader? Yeah. or you kind of have to be all of that. Yeah. You know, you... And, and I, I reciprocate, I think, because a lot of the board members are good for me, too. Yeah. We learn from each other. But you do have to help to guide and and um, be a leader in helping with the organization of meetings and planning and helping things to continue to the next step. I know you've had some help along the way. Uh, who's been instrumental in helping you get your feet on the ground and feel comfortable with what you're doing? I know there's been quite a few in the, up and down the front range of the Black Hills. Yes, very much so. Um, good mentors. Boy, I've been very blessed in that category, for sure. Um, as far as this career right now with the economic development, I, I've just been really blessed with uh, the leadership that has been on that board of directors. Uh, I got to start out with Jim Doolittle, who's got an extensive background in community and economic development, and just uh, his professionalism and the experience that he brings to the table and how he handles things was really, I learned a great deal from Jim and appreciate and respect him a great deal. We've had some excellent, again, board members, uh, Scott Peterson, Clay, you've been on there, um, was very, very instrumental in the housing side, but also um, promotion of our industrial park there in Belfouche, Renee Schaefer, um, Wendy Bowers, Karen Wagner. Um, I could go on. There's, I think there's 13 people on our board, <laughs> yeah. and 
I honestly could say I've enjoyed working with every one of them, and they all bring a great deal to the table. I'm not sure if it's the good coach or the good team we have, but some of both, I think, it probably is. benefit benefit both groups uh, quite a little. Uh, you mentioned the, the industrial park in Belfouche. Can you expand on that a little bit? Uh, what, what's out there and what's going on out there? What, are, what direction are we moving with that? I would love to. That's an incredible asset that Belfouche has. Um, back in 2012-ish, I'm going to say, we had some people that came to the table, were interested in Belfouche, and our industrial park wasn't quite ready yet. You know, the land was in place, but the mm-hmm. infrastructure wasn't there. So some great partnerships were established, and the city came on board and economic development, and they've created what was a certified industrial, certif- state-certified ready industrial park, which Can means okay. infrastructure's in place, your water, your sewer, your three-phase power, your gas, um, and your telecom. So essentially someone can just move in and bring it from the street right up to their facility and they're ready to go. Fast forward, we've been able to then add an industrial rail siding to the kind of south uh, west side of the industrial park that can accommodate about 27 rail cars right now, but as of a project that will happen this year... Pretty exciting news on the table for us right now in terms of the industrial park, yeah. Very. Huge, huge success for you and win for you and, and what you've accomplished there. It's it's It feels good to be here. It's been kind of a process to get here, as most things are, but big yeah. projects and things like that, it's worth going through the pain to get where you need to be. And to see the vision carried through of what was started, you know, that was part of the original plan for the industrial park yep. was a bigger siding. And, you know, we kind of had to build into it. You know, we had to grow as we were able to see the business and that worked just as well. What do you think that means for us going forward with to be able to provide that offloading facility? It means jobs. It means commerce for Belfouche. It means new ways for um, businesses that are traditionally utilizing trucking and haven't realized the efficiencies that rail can provide for them, you know, depending on the volume that they do. It isn't for everybody, but um, I look forward to seeing how we can develop that into a very user-friendly rail siding for our local customers. So it's not just for the folks that we have in the industrial park. We have several community members who are very interested in utilizing that, and I want to make it easy for them to do so. That can range from egg fertilizers to steel, just anything you can haul on a rail car. Absolutely. Feed. It could be um, we have plastics going through there. We've had steel pipe going through there. We've got some ag products that have expressed some interest. And um, our area really hasn't had the ability to do that in the past. The rail goes right through our town. But if you don't have a siding, there's no place for you to bring those cars in where you can pull a truck alongside and offload your material or load it. If we've got folks that are producing something, they want to ship somewhere else. Do you have a rough idea of the timeline? Hopefully. (laughs) We should be able to finish it this year. Yeah. Um, Contractors are busy. Uh, Material costs are up a little bit. So we're just gauging all of that right now. But we're on target to start this year, and we hope to be able to finish the project this year. So what do you consider the biggest success of your position thus far? (laughs) Well, it feels a huge blessing to be in this position and serve the community. Um, I've loved, I would say, every minute of it. There's been a few heartache moments, but (laughs) those, um, I think, create more appreciation as well. I enjoyed working with our housing committee, which you were very instrumental in being a leader there, Clay, um, trying to see what we needed for the community of Belfouche on the housing side. And when we reviewed that first housing study as I came on board, you know, your heart falls a little bit because you know you want you want better for that, better than that for the community members who are there. 
You want them to have opportunities to have good, safe housing for their families. And it's tough to say affordable in the Black Hills because, you know, it's a beautiful place to live and land prices are what they are. And, you know, hitting Supply affordable. Supply and demand creates a, a price point, yes. It can. It can make it challenging, too. So, so remind me, the first housing study was completed in 2011? 2013. 2013, okay. Yes. And now we've just completed one here very recently. We did. Can you share some of the results of that? I can. Most recent one? Yes. We, we gained in some key areas Uh, on the single-family housing side. We stayed pretty decent there, but Belfouche is wide open as far as um, the needs that we have as far as multifamily, and that can be in senior living, could be in um, you know, apartments could be income-based. Um, we do need to address some senior living for Belfouche. I believe our, our senior population for the community is 35% yeah. of the population, and I think we can do better at having some housing that's um, conducive to the way they want to live. Young families that are coming in and, and wanting to live and work in Belfouche, we need to have opportunities at various levels of those incomes that they have to be able to let them live there and work yeah. there. Um, and the townhomes, I mean, it really it really is wide open. We need all of it. We were able to utilize some fairly creative means of providing houses here in the last seven years, I guess, because I think we started your first year um, through some grants from the state, um, some governor's homes, uh, different financing mechanisms with uh, what, Dakota Home Resources. Is yeah, that? NeighborWorks, NeighborWorks, Dakota Homes yep. Resources. Um, are those things still on the plate for us in the Northern Hills? They are, Clay, and that's such a great program that um, the Economic Development Organization partnered with the school district in Belfouche, and it was a way to create housing and develop workforce. So we've got students who are constructing a home, and that home we're able to keep in the community based on the relationship between economic development and the school. The EDC organization finds the lots. Um, I know you've been on a few of those cleanup projects, and um, we've had some abandoned properties, for example, that we were able to go in and remove the structure. Uh, I'm up. good on the demolition side. That's kind of my forte. Yeah. You are good. You're pretty handy with a chainsaw and a skid steer. Um, but cleaning those up and, and um, getting them ready for a student-built home to be either built on that site or moved onto that site once it's completed, we were finding that many of those homes were leaving the area, and we certainly needed the housing in our community. So that's been a win-win all the way around. So what is currently on the EDC's plate? Uh, you've, we know we've had some pretty big wins. Uh, mm-hmm. You're not one to sit and watch, so what's next? Where, <laughs> where, where are you headed this year? Ooh, the rail project is probably the biggest thing yeah. that we have going that yeah. we'll, we'll be heavily engaged in. And the opportunities that that's opening up from the marketing that we've established. And to you're let the people point know. person for all of those contacts. I am, yeah. yes. And uh, um, getting that completed. And then we've got prospects we've been working with who've been ready for this project to happen. And now that that's going forward, I think we're going to see some more activity out there in the industrial park, which means more jobs, which means people are going to need more housing. So um, this housing study that we just completed last fall, we're developing a plan to help move that forward and be able to engage developers with Belfouche and see what their needs are and how we can align with them as a community so we can make that housing happen. Yeah, we sit here in the first quarter, the end of the first quarter of 2021, and obviously 2020 was a unique year for the world, let alone uh, Western South Dakota. Um, I'll ask you a question I think we both already know the answer to, but I I have to ask, uh, what's bringing people to the Black Hills right now? (laughs) Freedom to live. 
freedom to do business. Um, I've heard that from several of them, that they're so excited to be here. They visited because we were one of the few states that were open. And when they got here, they realized how much they liked it. And several of them stayed and made it home. See more and more of them coming in from um, states quite a ways away from us. So that's a big move for people. But um, they're really enjoying the quality of life that we have here, which we know is great. We appreciate it and love it. We're a good secret, yeah. Every day. But um, they're finding that out, too. So uh, Belfouche has seen some big growth in those terms because Do you think our discovered. economy can support people that are telecommuting, Zooming, uh, working from home over their computers? That- I do. Yeah, the technology is certainly there. And they're um, they're already doing it. So how do we capitalize on those opportunities in Belfouche, the Northern Hills, uh, our area in general? What, what, what's the easy road? Mm. Economic development person. Some of it's happening organically. They're just, yeah. they've found us and they're coming here and they've told some family members and friends. But yeah. um, as a region, we also work well together. So there's a coalition of economic development directors in the Black Hills area. It's called the Rushmore Region Alliance, and it's under Black Hills Community Economic Development. And we focus on marketing and working with site selectors and um education for our ED directors, but also for our communities. You know, it's one of the things that you get asked a lot, well, what is economic development? So I've always added in community development because ultimately it is. Yeah, We're economic trying development's to, kind of ambiguous. It <laughs> is. It is. And as you can see, by being on the board and being involved with the organization, it covers a lot of ground. There's... Yeah. You're in several things, from housing to, you know, helping local businesses to expand, to bringing in new businesses, to rail expansion, to a leadership program. And basically, it all boils down to community development. We want a better place to call home. So you're never done. Never done. You can never drive a stake in the sand and say, no. there, finished. Finished. Clap those hands together and be done. Clay Berkland here uh, with my guest today, Holly Stalder, who's the executive director of the Belfouche Economic Development Corporation. Uh, Holly's your job description involves 10,000 different things, it seems, uh, and you have relationships with many different sectors of our community, one of those being the, the high school in particular. Uh, the CTE program up there dovetails with our economic development efforts in many ways. Uh, you know, we, To have a thriving economy, we need to have a thriving workforce, and, and we've tried through the school and our relationship with Dr. Willard to develop that CTE or career technical education program quite a little. Uh, can you share your thoughts and experiences on that program? I just think the school has done an amazing job with what they have up there. With the opening of the new facility in 2018, um, the programs that they're continuing to bring into that fold, I know they had welding and construction to start with, but they've added in a culinary component, an ag component, there's accounting and business. I think it's just a great way for the students to get some hands-on experience and be able to head into the workforce a lot quicker than maybe the four-year route, which isn't for everybody. I think they just do a really good job of helping those kids find a path to get out on their own. And we've been able to marry some of those students into the economic development programs as well, correct? We have, yes. Um, on the, I guess I can relate mostly to the construction side of it with the homes that have been built, and then you see some of those students go on into that field. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I see the closest. But I think on the welding side, there were students that went into some of our manufacturers in the industrial park uh, straight out of that program. And some of those companies are pretty... Um, 
I guess, finite on the way they want their people trained. And so Mm -hmm. they wanted them to have the basics and then they took them from there and were super happy to have those students. So when you have a contact from uh, someone looking to move to our region, what are they, what are they, what's their checklist typically look like? They've, they want to see the community. They, um, they inquire about the workforce. They want to see what kind of rec center we've got. They usually take a tour around and look at the school system. Mm -hmm. They want to know what's there for their kids. Uh, they like the outdoor activities, you know, what, what the parks are like, mm-hmm. um, what's your business district like. So some of the improvements we've seen in the community of Belfouche in the last five years uh, play into that pretty well than the, the parks and the pickleball courts, et cetera. Good, they, de- good decisions were made. <laughs> they were. They were. And I commend the city um, for for their efforts to put those things in place because it is what people want to have. Even the folks who live there, it's not just the ones moving in from out of the area. People who live in Belfouche, it's like... If they're doing pickle court and they've been going to a different community to do so, now we have one in Belfouche. We've added the splash pad in a neighborhood, and all the kids can go up there, and that's another place to play. So those parks are a big deal. In addition to, you know, I think the streets and the infrastructure items are an expectation of the city. But the parks and the recreation side is something that's a little above and beyond. Well, we all want our kids to have a good experience, and being able to see it's a community we can can grow good families in, I'm certain is encouraging to people coming to the area. industrial park readiness uh, what other components are they looking for healthcare i assume uh, very much so healthcare is really important and that it might be one of our not that our healthcare system in belfouche is weak but that we could use more of a healthcare facility yeah. in belfouche with expanded options for our our citizens there um, it doesn't seem like it's that far to drive 10 minutes to a neighboring community, but, you know, by the time you have to check a kid out of school or you have to pick someone up who's elderly and needs to get to Spearfish to a, a doctor, you know, you can have 10, 20 minutes over and 10, 20 minutes back and then, you know, be there for the appointment time. So it's it's sure nice when you can have those in your own community yeah. right there, drive over, get back to work, get your kid back in school. You know, you picked up mom for her medical appointment, you can take her back to her house very easily. Yeah. We need that. That is something that um, is on the uh, list of goals for economic development to help see what we can do to Enhance have a little more expanded services for, for the community. Yeah. I know you can't tell us too many details of people that you're talking with, but there is an active pool of folks that are looking to move to Belfouche and the Northern Hills. Yes. Still remains and probably gets stronger as our economy has has turned. Definitely, definitely has. Um, we've probably seen our inquiries go up three to fourfold easily yeah. over the past six, eight months. Um, but there's a few that are looking at Belfouche that would really be an excellent fit. And, you know, they're in the process of getting all their stuff in and it'd be fun if we can make some announcements, but can't share too much more than that <laughs> at this point. Timelines range anywhere from two months to five years, oh, typically with a development program. They do. <laughs> we all want it to happen yesterday. And, you know, why do things take so long? Well, when you get into bigger projects, they have environmental, they have permitting, they have all kinds of things they have to work through, and it just takes time. A year is fast. <laughs> so I know your learning curve in the beginning was straight up. Have you plateaued yet, or is it still just a new project, new learning curve? I'm not going to let it plateau because I love learning new things and, and the challenges that come up, and we look around the table at each other and say, well, we haven't had this before. Let's start with step one. Where are we going to take it from here and then get the job done? I remember in particular an egg production facility that we looked at that was not common for our area. (laughs) 
think we did a 110 mile an hour crash course on learning about that industry overnight so we could have <laughs> good conversation. Unfortunately, nothing came of it, but it was a learning opportunity and those can be kind of fun sometimes, they even can. when they don't pan out. Or they come to the next one that comes up and then you're ready for it. Yeah. You know, you've already done your oh, homework yeah, done now. This. Yeah. <laughs> Got this one. So you mentioned earlier in our conversation, uh, developing the community in the next board, uh, we do something kind of unique, I think, with uh, a group of people every year that uh, we try to show the industries of Belfouche, and uh, most of them are business people in Belfouche already, but would you touch a little more on that for me? Sure, with the leadership program. Yes. That was developed about three years ago, four years ago, and we've just had great success with that. As an organization, we looked at what does the community need? Well, you're going to need to have leaders to help mm-hmm. carry these things through. And so what does it take to get those folks to come to the table? Some of them just felt like they didn't know anything about the city or what economic development does or the chamber. Yeah. And so it's just getting that education, getting them to meet people so they know the names with the faces and what they're responsible for, what some of those roles in those leadership positions are going to require. And it's paid off. We've had people run for city council in wards that we didn't in the past have even a, um, a race in a, in a ward. Sometimes yeah. we We've had to appoint people, so now we've got folks running for city council. You know, um, some of them have been on our board, on the chamber board. I've seen some of them be on school board. Yeah. Uh, so How many do you have each year? Usually right around 10. 10. Yeah. And it's nice to not have too big of a group. It gets to be tough to get them through some yeah. of our industry tours and um, some of our facilities there. But we want them to see everything. We want to see many of them have never been in the manufacturing facilities in our community, including myself. It's not yep. that it's not a regular place of business. You get to go and walk in. and. You don't get to walk behind the door. <laughs> purchase my gallon of milk, right? You, you can you know, walk in and see how the plastics manufacturer is making containers. That so hold. what's the most unique business we have in Belfouche that you've oh. got to walk in? I was impressed with, with um, one of our plastics producers there. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what they actually made. And um, all the containers that come out of that and the technology that was in place and some of the robotics and it was impressive. It looks like a steel building from the outside and you walk in and it's just whole a new world. many technological advancements in their industry there. So that was eye-opening for me. On the flip side, one of my favorites is the Wool Warehouse a couple blocks <laughs> south of me. It's, again, a big steel building. Unless you get to walk through the door, you don't realize the volume of wool that passes through that big building down along the railroad tracks. Yeah. <laughs> Goes around the world. Goes around the world and gets used for literally everything. Um, We have some very well-kept secrets in in our part of the world. Uh, I don't think intentionally, but people just kind of go to work and do their thing every day, and they don't realize, uh, of course, we have the bentonite industry in Belfouche and and west of town for several miles that employs a great number of people in our community, and um, it is used for literally everything from makeup to plastics to oil drilling mud to a a tire component. I I couldn't begin to list all the things that it's used for. Cat litter. I think we are the world's largest production facility for cat litter, litter, perhaps. (laughs) Um, Strange thing to brag about, but hey, we do it, so we're going to brag about it. Cats got to have their thing. Um, Yeah, it's fun to be able to... I took a gal from Russia to the sail barn one time, and that was not too long after the wall came down, and uh, for them to see commerce at its finest at an auction barn, how you, mm-hmm. you know, true price discovery um, was, she couldn't even fathom that you picked the price, you didn't pay what the big red machine says. So. <laughs> exactly. That's always one of the highlights of the leadership class, too. I, so many of them, I think I've only had one out of three classes and over 35 people. Maybe one of them had been to the sail barn. Wow. Yeah. That's... So to be able to see that in action 
to know the volume that goes kind through of that what facility. Built our community, so. I know it's that goes back to the very beginning of Belfouche, and probably one of the more the one I I was so intrigued by how it came full circle was the new um, it's kind of a bentonite processing chemical facility on the north side of Bell, mm-hmm. and uh, the individual who owns it the family's from Egypt and his father had been doing business over here with some local people for many many years. And here we come full circle, and now they are opening and operating a facility out there. And how he thought he was going to have to do a bid letting, and um, you know, how was he going to bring in contractors? It was such a small community. You know, he was really worried about how he was going to yeah. pull all that together. And he, we had a meeting there at the economic development office, and brought some of the people in locally so they could meet him and hear his story. And before he left, he had everything lined out. <laughs> We've got that guy. We've got a we, guy that can yeah, do that. Yeah, we can do that. And they drew it out on a napkin while they're sitting at the table. And pretty soon, the guy <laughs> had it fabricated for him. And I can have that at your shop in three weeks. Uh, those are the fun experiences of economic development, helping your community become more successful. Yeah. Um, one he was week. just impressed with how much he could do locally. Sorry, yeah, no. he, he was <laughs> he was blown away by the the level of uh, uh, just experience that we had there. And you need something designed that goes on the front of a forklift, and the guy sitting next to him has it welded oh, yeah, up we at his shop that. in yeah. a week, and it, he just couldn't fathom that. He was so impressed. Has the the leadership group toured uh, True Catch Traps, the MSI facility? Not yet. We need to do that it, one too. That's a fun one. Uh, Doug and Todd would be happy to show you through that. It, it's a it's so simple but so complex. You know, they they build the the live traps up there, which of course have been used for pheasants, badgers, gophers. Most people just catch skunks with them, myself included, um, for until you get the skunks all trapped out. But um, it's a very simple process, but it's also very detailed and, and takes quite a bit of skill to pull together. But at the end, you get this mm-hmm. cool trap that's sold around the world right out of little old Belfouche. Right. So those are, the again, the, the best-kept secrets that we have in our community. And his neighbor up there, Gillette Fence, does chain-link fence, ships it all over. All over Incredible America. Incredible business. Yeah. Yeah, those machines, again, are very complex, but what they do is really yep. simple. <laughs> Just it is. bends wire and hooks it together. <laughs> and goes everywhere. My guest today is Holly Stoller, the executive director of the Belfouche Economic Development Corporation. Uh, Holly, we've kind of bounced around a little bit here, as is my typical pattern when I do a podcast. Uh, question I had, uh, so in the last few years, how many businesses have you helped bring to town and seen expand in the community? I can give you that number and know that I didn't help all of them, but I sure would have if they needed it. I think we've had, over the past five years, almost 70 businesses either locate in Bell or do an expansion of an existing business Mm -hmm. or do a startup in Belfouche. So that's a lot of jobs. That helps broaden the tax base. You know, it's fun to see those new businesses survive a pandemic. I think Belfouche probably fared better than many as far as being open and being able to serve their customers. Uh, One I got to walk through several of the steps with you with was uh, when Runnings, which was Motive Parts, uh, Runnings purchased Motive Parts, I can't remember the year now, Uh, but built a new building on the south end of town and used uh, some tax increment financing to help facilitate the infrastructure out there. And Mm -hmm. um, That's a great example of one of the businesses that we bring to town, well, not bring to town, was in town, but help expand. And uh, they, in turn, bring a lot of people into our community. They do. They quadrupled their footprint. I think they more than tripled the number of employees they had by doing so. And that's a, it's a draw for the community. Um, You know, I see license plates from all over when I pull into that parking lot and it's busy. I think sometimes I'll go there in the morning because it'll be quiet and it's, it's It's not not. quiet. (laughs) It's always busy. 
And, you know, you pointed to that TIF being um, a big part of that project happening, and it really was. It was kind of the tipping point that helped it to be able to happen mm-hmm. um, from some of the infrastructure issues that were in place. It just helped us to overcome those barriers, and it also finished out some infrastructure for the city, so they were able to capitalize on that, too. And I think a much-needed stoplight at that four-way stop is Yeah, working underway. together, we can accomplish some pretty yeah. cool things once in a while, and that, that's one great example of yes. that. Are there other incentives in place other outside of the TIF to help bring people to town that, that we can utilize? Probably probably one of the better ones we have, Clay, is the zero for five discretionary formula. So some communities have a tiered discretionary where it's, you know, 20, 40, 60, 80, up to 100 mm-hmm. percent by the fifth year. Belfouche a couple years ago adopted a zero for five. So it's a really nice incentive to help businesses get started. And then just this past year, the county and the city worked together um, and we've got it where it will apply to some housing. It has to be in the redevelopment districts that have been established, but that is uh, officially in place now. And then the city also just came up with, I, I, I don't want to speak to it yet because I, I think they've been approved, but uh, there are some additional incentives for housing in those redevelopment districts. So now the zero for five is an abatement on the taxes for the first five years, correct? That is, that is correct, yes. Which is huge in the short term when you're trying to get your feet off the ground as a business to just lower one more expense. But in the long term, we do help our tax base by putting another rooftop in the community that we... That's right. So when, when you're out talking to prospects and clients or when they call, uh, what opportunities do you see that people aren't taking advantage of in, in our Northern Hills area? It's a little bit of a challenge for me to be able to effectively promote what we can offer for services to help people with business plans. And in many cases, you know, even doing some revenue projections for them to build a good, solid business plan. So when they come in to sit down with you, Clay, they're ready to be in front of you. Mm-hmm. You know, they've had those hard questions asked and answered of them, and they've got it ready in their plan. So that's a service that's available through our office, and it's probably very underutilized, and I think it would help a lot more businesses to get where they want to be yeah. if they would do that. I think a lot of them maybe kind of get started, maybe take a run at seeing what they could get for a loan, and um, they just aren't quite prepared for it. Well, I can tell anyone, if you spend a little bit of time with Holly, she's awfully easy to talk to and very helpful. So if, if you are looking at starting a business, uh, don't hesitate. Pick up the phone. Give her a call. Um, she will help you through the process and, and make it easy as she can. Thank uh, you. I love doing it. I know one topic fairly near and dear to your, well, not fairly near and dear to your heart, very near and dear to your heart is our, our Main Street. Um, what direction are you moving there? Is there any impetus right now? Uh, for f- down, downtown for the revitalization yeah, for downtown yeah. man we've had some great great steps forward in that area there's actually a group down there that's working very hard on that and um, I believe they even have a, a 501c3 established so they may be able to help some folks with um, grants for or loans for facades for um, awnings for signage they're trying to help do better marketing for the downtown business district and there have been numerous improvements to the State Street Business District. Um, Pioneer Bank was a huge one, and many of the businesses have expressed it as if I. I'm so thankful that you all stayed down on State Street. It's so historic. It's a big anchor point on our main street. And out of that, I've seen probably over the last year, I bet there's at least four who have mm-hmm. done improvements to their facade and their building, their signage, and it's just brought great life to our downtown business it's district. It's it up, yeah. It is. It looks really good. Who are the leaders on that? Uh, I've been out of touch with that particularly. 
right now the the chairman or president of that organization is Paul Johnson. Okay. And he and his wife have designs by Daphne, mm-hmm. which is a, um, a furniture refurbishing and, and kind of a gift store down on State Street. Okay. And I think they have six or eight board members. Um, I believe Michelle Watson mm-hmm. of Keller Williams is part of that. And um, I, know, I know the Buholz, Mary Buholz and um, Barb Clarkson have been very involved in that organization. I wouldn't, I can't name all of no. them for sure for you, but I know that's that's a good foundation of it. So you've, you talk about them, uh, some of the other boards, uh, the board members of the EDC. Uh, with the leadership development program, obviously, is, is one method of getting people involved. Uh, how do we keep getting more people involved? And uh, do you think we have an obligation to be involved? Uh, of course, per- I, know, I know you do. But <laughs> <laughs> My personal opinion, yes. We have a civic responsibility to give back just like those before us gave so that we had something to, to work with in the community that we enjoy right now. Um, I think the leadership program is a great way to do it. Um, I'd love to see people be more active and involved, and I'm not sure I have all the answers for that, but the leadership program seems like it it helps in that it gets relationships established by the amount of time the group spends together. Mm -hmm. And even though they don't serve on the same projects or do the same things, like one might run for city council and one might be on our board and one's on the chamber board, they still have a relationship and a bond now that they know they can talk to each other. They know somebody they can call. Yeah, and it's not such an autonomous, well, we're this group or we're yeah. that group. Well, these groups have to work together for good community development or none yeah. of it's going to happen. Yeah, it always makes you more comfortable when you know a, yeah. a familiar voice is going to be on the other side of the line when That's you call. Right. <laughs> That's that right. definitely helps. And it's been nice for me, too, because I get to know them better. Yeah. And so when things come up in the community, I can help folks plug in better with businesses around town mm-hmm. and the leadership roles that those people have played, and it's yeah. been good for me, too. If you could do one thing right now, magic wand, what would it be? Mm. Well, I'd like to really kickstart a great housing plan for Belfouche. I think that's the next thing that will just take us to the next level as a community is providing good housing, good, safe, clean housing for the families who want to live there. So we can have a workforce for those businesses that come to our community. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I was hoping you were going to say an indoor arena for the community of Belfouche. <laughs> <laughs> well, are you talking about my personal dream for me? <laughs> it's all about you. We can... <laughs> it could be. That would be another one. Uh, there is some discussion out there, and we'll see where that takes us. Um, I think it'd be a nice fit for our community. Certainly is a an equine and rodeo hub where we already have, I think, events, I bet, 40 weeks out of the year. Probably close, yes. Um, that we could probably fill in all 52 pretty easily, especially if we had something that was indoor for those. We're tough. But, you know, when it gets 30 below, we it's kind of like nice to be inside. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it would be nice to be out of the elements. Well, last chance before we wrap up here, Holly. Uh, any messages you want to share with, with our listeners? I would love to see people get involved. If they have questions or they've wanted to, to learn something more about Belfouche, that they could call us and uh, and feel like they can be part of what we're doing, be part of that leadership program. But get, get dialed in. Get committed. Um, I guess I can't say enough to just being willing to have the heart to make a difference in your community goes a long ways. The Everything rest of it can be taught. if we work together. That's totally, totally right. But we need people to work with. Yes, <laughs> we do. We're willing to work together. Yep. Got to have that heart, too, and that spirit. Well, you're an integral part of bringing our community together and helping us grow, and I very much appreciate the efforts that you give every day. Um, I never ask you for 90% because I always get 110%, and I appreciate that more than you know, Holly. Thank you, Glee. Thank you for being with us today on the local podcast. 
podcast. Uh, Holly Stalder, the executive director of the Belfouche Economic Development Corp., has been my guest today. Uh, thanks again, Holly. Thank you, Clay. It's been an honor. Appreciate it. Pioneer Bank and Trust, members FDIC.